This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. 51 migrants die after trailer abandoned in Texas heat. Exxon Guyana pays U.S. office over $2 billion in past two years. Bahamas Prime Minister wants sanctions against Venezuela lifted as energy prices continue to rise. And Virgin Islander Aaliyah Boston named Collegiate Women Athlete of the Year. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, June 29th. We start our report today with a look at the weather forecast. The U.S. National Weather Service reports that for the North Atlantic Caribbean Sea and the Gulf of Mexico, east of the Windward Islands, the National Hurricane Center is issuing advisories on potential tropical cyclone 2 located over the eastern Caribbean Sea to the north of Venezuela. Formation chance through 48 hours is high at 80%. Formation chances through 5 days is high at 90%. Potential tropical cyclone 2 is centered near 11.4 north, 66.4 west, or 160 nautical miles east-southeast of Curaçao, moving west at 26 knots. Estimated minimum central pressure is 1,010 millibars. Maximum sustained wind speed is 35 knots with gusts to 45 knots. Peak seas to 12 feet with numerous moderate isolated strong showers. On the forecast track, the system will pass near the southern Caribbean Sea and the northern coast of Venezuela today and Colombia Thursday and over the southwestern Caribbean Sea on Friday. Conditions appear conducive for development while the disturbance remains over water and it is expected to become a tropical storm while moving westward across the southern Caribbean Sea. HaitiNews.net reports families and migrants of Mexico and Central America are seeking word of their loved ones as authorities began the task on Tuesday of identifying 51 people who died after being abandoned in a tractor trailer without air conditioning in the sweltering Texas heat. It was the deadliest tragedy to claim the lives of migrants smuggled across the border from Mexico. U.S. Representative Henry Kular of Texas told the Associated Press the driver of the truck and two other people were arrested. He said the truck had passed through a Border Patrol checkpoint northeast of Laredo, Texas on the Interstate 35. He did not know if migrants were inside the truck when it cleared the checkpoint. Investigators traced the truck's registration to a residence in San Antonio and detained two men from Mexico for possession of weapons, according to criminal complaints filed by the U.S. Attorney's Office. The complaints did not make any specific allegations related to the deaths. The bodies were discovered Monday afternoon on the outskirts of San Antonio when a city worker heard a cry for help from the truck parked on a lonely back road and found the gruesome scene inside. Among the dead, 27 are believed to be of Mexican origin based on documents they were carrying. According to Ruben Minuti, 
Mexico Consul General in San Antonio. Several survivors were in critical condition with injuries such as brain damage and internal bleeding, he said. At least seven of the dead were from Guatemala and two from Honduras. Roberto Alvarez, head of the North American Department in Mexico's Foreign Relations Department, said on Twitter. About 30 people had reached out to the Mexican consulate looking for loved ones, the official said. Attempts to cross the U.S. border from Mexico have claimed thousands of lives in both countries in recent decades. Temperatures in San Antonio on Monday approach 38 degrees Celsius or 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Crider News reports that SO Exploration and Production Guyana Limited, that is presently the operator of the Straper Block, is not a Guyanese company. In fact, the company is registered in the Bahamas with ExxonMobil Global Holding Investment BV, being the 100% owner of that company. According to the report, that being the case, its branch, Esso Exploration and Production Guyana Limited, ExxonMobil Guyana, locally is expected to make annual payments to its home office, amounting to hundreds of millions of dollars each year, as is outlined in the company's most recent filing of its financial records. According to those documents, an amount of $800.5 million was due to be paid at the end of last year, while the previous year's operation saw $1.5 billion. The payment is but one of the expenses being deducted from oil sold from the Straybrook block that has been earmarked for repayment or to be recovered. Under the production sharing agreement, up to 75% of the oil produced in the Straper block can be earmarked to be used for deductions. Other costs being recovered and paid for using cost oil includes decommissioning fees, exploration and production costs, leases and loans, among others. Crider News had also recently reported that despite ExxonMobil deducting 75% of Guyana's oil towards its expense upfront, the country seems to have no mechanism in place to monitor the U.S. billion dollar spending of the oil companies. Guyana's vice president, when asked recently, could not state whether the country had mechanisms in place to oversee and authorize any spending activity. Former director of the University of Houston Global Energy Development and Sustainability Program and former Chevron executive Tom Mitro had recently argued that the country had been losing primarily through the deductions being made by the operator. His views were recently shared in a Forbes magazine energy report captioned, As Guyana oil business booms, could a potential new deal with Exxon loom? Bahamas Prime Minister Philip Davis has joined his Antigua and Barbuda colleague Gaston Brown in calling on the United States to remove its embargo that prevents Venezuela exporting its oil and energy products to help deal with the impact of the significant increase in energy prices on the global market. Davis told reporters once the valve is released for Venezuela to provide the fuel, we will see a very significant downward trend on the cost of fuel, adding that small island developing states like the Bahamas have stressed at both the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Rwanda 
and at the Summit of the Americas in Los Angeles to lift the sanctions on Venezuela. Davis said more factors than the Russian invasion on Ukraine had led to the increase of fuel prices and that the sanctions on Venezuela played a vital role in the rising cost of fuel. Last week, Antigua and Barbuda's Prime Minister Brown criticized the trade embargo placed on Venezuela by the United States, called on the Caribbean community CARICOM leaders to approach Caracas for assistance in dealing with the rising costs of energy products. Brown said the sanctions by Washington, D.C. against the South American country are negatively impacting the wider region, and personally he is unperturbed by the consequences of defying the United States' threats against those who deal with Venezuela. The sanctions restrict the Venezuelan government access to U.S. debt and equity markets. It also includes the state-run oil company, the Virgin Islands Consortium reports that St. Thomas Virgin Islands native and basketball superstar Aaliyah Boston was announced as the winner of the Honda Cup during a ceremony Monday night, an award presented to the best athlete in women's college athletics. Boston added the Honda Cup to the list of awards she won this season, which include being named the unanimous player of the year in women's college basketball this season. She averaged 16.8 points per game, 12.5 rebounds per game, and 2.4 blocks per game, and led South Carolina to its second national title in program history. Boston was the first player of the year to earn both the Naismith Player of the Year and the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year in the same season. Throughout the season, she set the Southeastern Conference record for most consecutive double-doubles after recording a double-double in 27 straight games. She also led the country with 30 double-doubles overall. Boston is the 16th women's college basketball player to win this award and the first women's college basketball player to win the award since 2016. And finally, Sargasm seaweed has blighted many of the beaches on Barbados and several Caribbean islands. Joshua Forte, a local entrepreneur in Barbados, is convinced that it can be turned into a valuable commodity and turned into highly effective organic compost. In 2014, Mr. Forte started Red Diamond Compost, a biotech business that focuses on research development and the commercialization of organic and biological soil treatment and crop protection solutions made primarily from organic environmental hazards such as sargasm seaweed. Mr. Forte is recognized as a national and regional expert in the field of climate-smart environmental management. From the start, when we did some trials with peanuts, we saw freakish results in terms of growth. The small test plot, then we started getting reports from farmers that were taking our compost and using it, and some of them were seeing these same kinds of drastic results with other crops. We also discovered that the compost enhanced the flavor of the food. Since we kicked off in 2017, we have been operating in the R&D stage, and we are now working on getting the equipment we need in order to scale up. For most people in Barbados, sargasm is a problem. 
But for me, it's truly a gold mine. I often go out and harvest the beach early in the morning and think, wow, all of this free for me. Joshua Forte and Red Diamond have been championed at several events organized by the Barbados and Eastern Caribbean Blue Accelerated Lab of the United Nations Development Program. Set up in 2019, the lab inspires a culture of innovation through locally driven solutions in the blue economy sectors such as fisheries, marine conservation, renewable energy, tourism, and waste management. Part of the lab's mandate is to research alternative uses for sargasm seaweed and fish offal for climate action. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, June 29th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.